we not the same. But that's okay though. Vito! Yeah. Big cool, we are not the same. No, we not. I'm on a different plane. Altitude. A place that's far away. Far away. From all you other lands. Vito the Don. A.B. the Swan. A.B. the Realist. Vito the Illist. And we are ABV Straight, Straight No Chaser. A real show. About real stuff. Yes, for real folks. Oh, see, one take. One see, take. It happens sometimes. One takes. Yeah. Yeah, man, we're back, man. Hey, y'all. I'm excited, you know, we're season two. Yeah. Right? Yep. So by, you know implementing season two i feel like we'll be able to really just dig into some topics like the one we have today mm -hmm. you want to introduce it y'all today um we're talking about i was gonna say a pretty sticky topic but all of our topics are pretty sticky um but something that i think a lot of us a lot of us us um can relate to black people being black in corporate america yes we we talking about it. We getting into it. Um, there's a lot to be said. Yeah, so I think the question, the main question today is basically, how do we navigate these spaces? We're gonna talk about how to navigate them, uh, but not only navigate them successfully, but being authentic. Yes. Uh, because I think a lot of times in corporate spaces, uh, you know, people can lose themselves. For sure. Um, and when you think you might, you know, have a brother or sister, you know, because you see someone that looks like you. In a corporate space, sometimes they're like, nah, yeah. I'm not rocking like that. I didn't get here because like um, I cared about my people. Yeah, so yeah. It's, 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 it's challenging. Yeah. It's really challenging. I think the biggest thing is sometimes in corporate spaces, people are afforded the opportunity to be ignorant to blackness, right? Like, so mm -hmm. I see a number of stories about, you know, black women and their hair being touched yeah. or um the the questions that are asked when mm -hmm. you know one day you come in and you might have a bob or like a I don't know I don't want to mess up women hairstyles like a silk press and then the next day, next day you, you come have in, a wig. right or box braids or, braids right and so it so I've seen a lot of awkward conversation I've actually been in a situation where I've seen a white woman in authority touch a black woman's hair um and you know the black woman that whose hair was touched was she didn't say anything because this woman was her superior Don't and um hey. yeah absolutely um shout out to salons and so please don't uh no we not shout out to salon no i was saying please don't touch my hair i was like dang what i miss in no, pop culture no, no, salon no, salon just sis always okay i'm about to say yeah that's beyonce sister yeah. right yeah so i think by default you got to be a fan of her if you're a fan it's of a different conversation for a different day but different we love day. salons we love salons down hot take <laughs> Hot take. Oh my god! Is it, is it cranes in the sky? Is that the yes. I, I honestly think that that's like the best it's work in the Knowles family. So good in the Knowles family. It's so good in the Knowles family is a tall statement. The, the Knowles family, I think. That's, but it's so good. Yeah. I but um, back to your point, I have been in that situation where um, I feel like white people just feel that they have to prove, especially in corporate spaces, that they are not racist. Mm. And by trying to be such an ally, um, they're inadvertently like offensive 
very insensitive. Um, so a lot of times people will walk in, especially in my particular profession, even now, um, your braids are so wonderful. Like, what does that mean? First of all, I don't have braids. <laughs> I don't you, have, you braids. Braids. You have braids. I don't have braids. Okay. I have locks, Ew. but thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, or if I have my big earrings, I, I wear wooden earrings on purpose. Like I'm very big with the head wraps and the big earrings <laughs> and all the things. And they just feel like they have to compliment you. Like they're doing the culture a favor by. Yeah. I, I can do it without the compliments. I'm being it's completely right. honest with you. Because you don't get this for real. Yeah, the one question that I hate being asked is, you know, is the fact that, you know, they ask, they always ask me, like, I'm supposed to be in touch with some sort of whiteness because I have freckles. And then, you know me, like, I'm, I'm like, I turn into, like, super black whenever people start talking. So I get on the soapbox every single time. As you and, should. And I'm and I and I tell them about Aboriginal people who are my same skin color, have my same color hair, who have freckles, um, you know. And you know, shout out to Kids Cups, man, because because Kids Cups are everywhere when you're a parent, you know. And so we wanted to shout out to Kids Cups. But listen, but anyway, I have to get on the soapbox because a lot of times people ask questions, like stupid questions, like, "Oh my God, you're freckles." <laughs> Is your mom white? Like, no, my mom's not white. I'm and then, relaxed. Here's a crazy one. When they ask me, are you mixed? That's crazy. And I'm like, no, I'm not mixed. That's crazy. I'm not mixed at all. And then they just tell me, are you sure? Like, no, I don't know. <laughs> are you sure is wild. I look just like my dad. Wow. I look just, we just a different skin Black skin people color. can't have freckles. That's right. crazy. What about code switching? I do that real bad. I don't. Oh, Unfortunately, it's not as bad as it used to be, but I've always been in, my profession is that of, of um, hospitality. I'm just always serving in some way for my secular job. Um, so it just takes being very crisp, very, you know, I'm presenting something, I'm representing something every, every time I speak or every time I open my mouth. So it's, it's very much... Hey, how are you doing? Mm. Hey, Elizabeth. Like, I literally take the color out of my voice and my twang. I don't think I can do too much about that, but I've literally, I've literally heard myself taking the color out of my voice, trying to be more palatable or mm. more, you know, I don't know why we do that. I don't know why we do, but it's bad. Well, I, I used to, you know, I used to whenever... Um, you know, I would be in like you know spaces uh, with superiors that maybe weren't the same color as me, mm -hmm. and it was more of an intimidation. Or like, I think we've been taught to. Well, I, I don't say we because I want to speak for everybody, but I would say I have been taught that code switching was professionalism. Yeah. Yeah, like you know, you were taught that, um, and and I remember even my mom. You know, like if my grandmama called or her sister called, mm -hmm. you know, it was like, "Hello, hey, Nisi," and be like, "Oh, girl, what's mm -hmm. going on?" But if somebody called from work or a bill collector, mm -hmm. you know, they asked for Marshawn. Mm -hmm. She's like, this is she. I'm going to mm -hmm. help you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, like, in spaces now, I think I'm – so I'm kind of in a situation that's a little bit different, you know, just because, you know, I'm at a church that – I'm at a black church, mm -hmm. right? So uh, my uh, – what I do in the secular world, my entire team is black. I work in a black community, right? Yeah, so so lucky. So – but on the other side of that, though, you still got to, 
be in spaces with white folks to show the I mean, progress yeah. of your work. Yeah, I you mean, know what I'm saying. True. Currently, but, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I no, no. I but I, all, all I was gonna say was I stopped code switching because I don't really care no more. So you're gonna get my whole authentic black self, and if you don't like it, then that's just what it is. When I see um, people in other spaces, hey, what's happening, bro? How you doing? I I, I can't afford. Number one. It was giving me too much. I was being frustrated too much. And yeah. I already get frustrated behind just the oppressive nature of yeah. being in white spaces. Like, I, I get frustrated by that. So, that frustration and then me not being my authentic self. Yeah. And then me not being able to really say what I want to say. Yeah. Like, if I can't say what I want to say, it's I'm so at least bad. say what I can the way that, that that's authentically Vince. Y'all, I'm the only black girl. At my at my branch, um, and I have on many occasions caught myself like just the black proverbs, the things that we just we know and would say, very in the pocket things. Like I just be thugging it by myself. Like I can't say those things, <laughs> or there are things that I can't necessarily laugh at because then I'm I'm concerned it's gonna be an HR thing. Like it's just I it's very difficult, and I'm the only black woman. Well, you got to, number one, there needs to be an advocate in that space. Number two, there also, I mean, I, I think that's maybe one of the first things that maybe you do. You know, if you stick around long enough to get into a leadership position to bring somebody else in that you can advocate for. Yeah. Um, To give that safe space. Yeah. Right? Like, again, I'm fortunate. I'm really, really fortunate as a, uh, as a leader mm -hmm. in my organization that... I'm around black people. Yeah. We can have black conversations. It's, it's always um, difficult because it's not that they are. I don't get that they are racist, but you simply don't understand. You don't understand what it's like to be black. Um, you know, the, the, the power and the the culture behind my hair. You don't understand that the head wraps. You just think it's you know what I'm saying? Like, it's cute. Is it Kwanzaa? <laughs> You just think it's cute. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh, that's that's a neat idea. That's creative. Like, man, man, girl. I, man, <laughs> hey, girl, hey, what? I know sometimes they be tripping out. Because when you walk into my office, it's a picture of Kobe, Michael Jordan, and LeBron. Right? And, you know, everybody likes sports. So yeah. that ain't bad. But when you come around to my desk... Hey, you see that big picture of Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali? Period. But the, but the reason why I got the picture I got was to show the humanality mm -hmm. of those men. Yeah. Right? Because first and foremost, those men were not only feared physically, mm -hmm. but they were feared mentally. Yeah. And that puts you in a very tough space as a black man mm -hmm. when you're feared not only because of your mind, but also because of your physical strength. Yeah. And so me being a black man, but also a strong black man, also a black man with a black wife and black kids right. who preaches at a black church, right. who stands on the church steps and tells these people that, you know, hey, what's going on in our communities isn't right. Mm -hmm. And also has the secular education to back it up. Correct. Like you, you're kind of, you walk in the room and it's already like a heaviness. Yeah. But I feel like if people are able to see the, hum the humanity in you, so that's why I have a picture of Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X on my desk where they're holding their children. Yeah. Because I want them to see that humanity. But the only the only other thing that I that I that I say is that we have to be able to find safe spaces in mm -hmm. corporate America 
And I'm going to tell you this, too. This wasn't even a part of our little pre-production notes. But, you know, that, that old saying that all kinfolk, and all skin folk skin and folk kin folk, for sure not. Because some of the biggest problems that I've had in corporate America mm-hmm. have been from my own people. Your own kind, it'd be like that. Like I'd be like, dang, they said what? Yeah. Like I just helped you, you yeah. know. I just, you know, you sent me this. I helped you with a report. I helped you with this. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah, it'd be like that. It really do. But I love us though. I really do. Like even even you know, and I and I've subconsciously started to pay attention to my interactions um, with us mm-hmm. versus them. And I hate to say it like that, but um, just noticing how how lighter my voice may be or when there's a black man that walks through the door, hey, how you doing? What can we do for you today? Like it's just very much, or we find ourselves laughing about something, anything, mm-hmm. you know? Like it's just, the interactions are just so much more natural, like, you understand me, I understand you, I'm the only one in here. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's just it's things like that that I pay attention to every day. I love us. But we, we are absolutely a piece of work. Yeah, we can be. Absolutely a piece of work. And I think, too, the reason why we also got to advocate for each other because a lot of times promotions and advancement opportunities really don't happen yeah. unless there's somebody within the machine that's going to help yep. bring us on. That's been my mission. Y'all pray for me. I, hey, I ain't, I ain't going to hold it. That's been one of my missions. I be actively recruiting mm-hmm. all the time because I, not only for entry-level positions, but, man, let mm-hmm. me, let us have an opening and I meet somebody. Hey, send me a resume. Yeah. Send me a resume. Because my thing is, is if we, if I can bring more people along, mm-hmm. it creates a safer space. Some space, some spaces ain't gonna have. Like, listen, I'm gonna tell you this, and I'm telling you this not from a co-host perspective. I'm telling you this as a friend mm. that's been in leadership positions um, in corporate spaces for a long time. Um, and there's a quote that I just always remember from Kwame Salter. Man, he says, "Listen, if your path is tough, that means you're trailblazing for somebody else. Mm-hmm. If your path is easy." That means that somebody trailblazed for you. Mm. So the frustration that you're experiencing right now is because you're trailblazing for somebody else. You just don't know it yet. And once once you get to a place of leadership and influence where, oh man, you know, they 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 hear me. They take yeah. my word. Oh, this referral came from Amber. Oh yeah, we gonna hire you. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you you'll be able to create that space <laughs> mm-hmm. within the confines of where you are so you can lean on each other. It's interesting that we're having this conversation because these are these are some things that I've thought about as I've evaluated um, where I kind of want to want to go with where I am currently, okay. um, and just the opportunities that are before me, mm-hmm. and there's not anybody that looks like me yeah. Yeah. in those spaces. Yeah. Um, so I'm in my mind, I'm like, what is this really going to be like? You know, is this is this like am I am I the one that really got to <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it I, there's nobody else that looks like me. Um, mm, I, just, I haven't seen anyone. I just thought about something though. I start, I thought about something. This like may sound kind of crazy, but I just thought about something as it pertains to uh, just you being that representation. Mm-hmm. Like there's a number of historically black colleges and universities in North right. Carolina, right? Um, and what I found with hiring recent college grads is a lot of times 
they that information so fresh in their mind, mm-hmm. they're very moldable as it pertains to the culture that you're yeah. trying to build. Yeah. Right? But they got to see that representation. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that, you know, my team, you know, we've done is we make sure we hit them job fairs, man, because yeah. we I want, them, I want them to see that not only am I here to recruit, but I'm also here to advocate for yeah. you. Like, I want to be that safe space. Yeah. You know, especially, like, because I've been – so I've I've, I've kind of felt it on both ends, right? I've had the qualification and watched nepotism get in the way of me of me advancing. Yeah. And one I one thing that I really gotta pray to God about is, cause see, like once I don't get a promotion, especially if I'm more qualified than the I'm person. I'm so that, concerned about this. I'll be like, hey man, I'm kind of done, bro. Like. Cause there's not really ain't no morale. There's no, no yeah, like you you're not, especially if you don't come to me with some other responsibility as a consolation prize mm-hmm. for me not getting this promotion. Mm-hmm. Like, do you really care about my development? Damn, this gonna be a little awkward because my my coworkers watch. That's my coworkers watch too. So so I'm but I'm saying that because I'm in a I'm in a pivotal transitional place. And I'm, these are these are thoughts that, as a black woman, I've been had. Of course, I'm not gonna have conversations with them because y'all don't understand. Right. Um, but these are the active thoughts that I've been, you know, trying to process, um, just in asking myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you are you are you ready to be the representation? You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, there are things that I'm paying t- attention to as a black woman that they've never had to pay attention to before, um, as a black person and a black woman. Um, so sure, our branch is, is all women. Um, I mean, we have one man there, but again, I'm the only black person. Um, these, these higher up positions, they're, they're far and few in between as far as us. So I'm just like, am I really ready? Am I really ready? Well, I think, I think one of the best things that you could probably do, I think another thing too is, you know, as, as a black person in, corporate spaces Mm -hmm. I'm always showing the willingness to learn Mm -hmm. uh, because a lot of times being in those spaces and showing people that you have that willingness to learn Mm -hmm. it it really eliminates any uh, idea that you're not coachable right Um, or that you're not willing to spend extra time to become the best version of that position mm-hmm. that you could possibly be. Mm-hmm. And I I believe that, you know, e- even though they may, you know, they may watch this, you know, but I, I don't think it should put you in an awkward position. Okay, I, yeah. honest, I honestly think it should put them in a position of, well, man, maybe we should take some time to really get to know, you know, what it is like to be Amber in this mm-hmm. space, what it is like to be black, mm-hmm. what it is like to watch George Floyd on CNN mm-hmm. And then come to work the next day. Mm-hmm. What it is like to see, yeah. you know, people get away with saying racist things on TV and then have to be around mm-hmm. individuals that may not perpetuate it, but look like it. Yeah. And it's triggering on both sides, yeah. right? It's just like anything else. If I've been severely hurt by somebody yeah. that only wears orange shirts and then you come into work with an orange shirt, right? I'm going to have some issues. For sure. And so I think that we have to get to a place where we start to understand people and see the humanity in people. Yeah. We talk a lot about um, 
relationship building and retention just as far as you know the the business model mm. um have not yet seen any of us um there's one um but I, and this is just me actively thinking as far as you know retention and what that would really look like for all um it's just it's tough though because not all the time are do you see black people as business owners of businesses that are doing well um or and when i say doing well i mean like millions of dollars in assets like the stuff that i see every day i'm just like wow yeah because like, this money is really out here right right and we ain't got none of it yeah <laughs> we don't have any of it you know what's, this money is out here what's crazy is like i literally did not know that this existed in uh banking mm-hmm but was a community reinvestment officer. So like there's mm. there's like CRO? Yeah, there's like people who they their whole job is to reinvest mm-hmm. money that's in banks yeah. into communities to help them grow, right? Mm. And I'm sitting up here like as much education I, I ain't I ain't know nothing about yeah, this. Yeah, I've never heard of that. So like, and then not to mention when you're sitting there and you're doing transactions for folks and you're seeing the amount of zeros, like, so when we lived in Phoenix, you know, you know, I always got a story. So we lived in Phoenix. We rented a house from a very, very rich black man. Mm-hmm. And he used to get his payroll checks mm-hmm. sent to the house. Mm-hmm. Right. And like he was, you know, I think it was more of a motivation for me. Because he used to be like, hey, Vince, you know, did I get a check? I'd be like, I think so. He's like, open it up. I would open it up, and he'd be like, read to me the amount that's on the check. He's like, because I got the bank on the other line, and if this ain't right to the T, we're going to have a problem. I ain't never seen so many numbers (laughs) on a check. That's crazy. Like, I used to be like, like, you know how you got to look at something because the some, some, checks, right. some checks have the amount and it's, and it's typed on. Yeah. Ain't no comma in between mm-hmm. it. So you got to count like, bro, is that seven one, digits? Two, three, comma. Like, like or one, two, <laughs> comma, one, two, three. Like, is this seven? I've done it. Is this seven digits? I've done it. Like, I'm sitting back like, so I read it off, you know, it'd be like, I'd be like, yeah, um, you know, the numbers, it's eight million. <laughs> 322 oh my god and i used to be like that's crazy and i used to t- i used to back in my mind like bro you can't slide me like and this is <laughs> every day this is every day like these white people are used to money yeah. like used to all them commas and all them zeros and we li- really scratching and surviving my, my because we're ignorant though i wouldn't say ignorant. like the resources that they have we weren't supposed to have them so is that ignorance or is that more so just just not being afforded the opportunity. Both. But we, we're ignorant because we don't have the same opportunities. Yeah, but I don't know if that's necessarily. I just, I would say we're more so oppressed, like that the opportunity doesn't exist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Go oppressed. But I, I think there's, but there's two things that you could do with oppression, right? Even in the corporate space, right? Even being oppressed in the corporate space, there's two things. You could succumb to the oppression mm-hmm. and be like, you know what? Forget it. I'm mm-hmm. gonna just do my time here. But that's prison, right? Right. Or you could say, I'm going to do something beyond yeah. this. But a lot of times what I'm seeing for us is that getting out from under the thumb of 
oppression in corporate spaces mm -hmm. comes from you doing your own thing. Yep. And that's hard to swallow. Build your own table, folks. So you do got, I, and I will say, you do got to build your own table. But I also say, we need people that look like us in these machines. Yeah. People that have the endurance yep. to withstand all of the BS, mm -hmm. you know, all the bull junk that comes from being in corporate spaces. We need people in the machine that can advocate and teach mm -hmm. and say, yeah, no, that's not correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's not right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And what I've also found, here's what I found too, corporate spaces. It's a whole bunch of beautiful black sisters in leadership positions yeah. in corporate spaces. But what I've also found is, man, we gotta we gotta protect black women yeah. in these spaces. I'm glad you said that. It's it's one thing to be black, and it's another thing to be a woman. Um, even if we take race off of it, right? Just sexism. Just a woman. As it is, for sure. Um, it's hard out here being a woman and having to like your life somehow is proving your worth worth your credibility your reliability your in like your intellect all these things have to be proven somehow because we are women um but to be a black woman you know at that it's just like it's imperative to have someone that looks like me that understands me that got it out the mud like me um okay, calling me? shots <laughs> calling shots hey, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She, I, I had to listen to some Griselda. <laughs> she thinks she's a dope dealer now. Yeah, yeah. Um, shout out to Westside Gun. Yeah. Maybe he'll watch this and become a fan. Sponsor uh, But, yo, I will say this, too. It's, I've also noticed that labeling a black woman don't leave, y'all. And it's crazy. Like, for real. Once and I'm At every level, in every space. Yeah. That's why... Y'all got to be protected and advocated for. Mm -hmm. Because once that label hits y'all in corporate spaces, mm -hmm. it's hard to get out from under it's, that label. Expound on that. So what I'm saying is, it's like, once some man, it could be a black man or a white man mm -hmm. or a white woman, says that, like, y'all are hard to deal with. Angry. Or you're angry. Rough around the edges. Or, yeah, or she's, she, she gets upset easily. <sighs> she takes things personally. Like, once those labels hit y'all in corporate spaces... You got to either move to another corporate space or you got to have somebody to advocate for you every time somebody drops your name. Yes. And there's like this corporate language. Well, you know, she can be a little uncoachable or she can be uh, difficult to read. I don't take shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I advocate I, for myself. But you also need, we. you can't be beyond the uh, ability of being advocated for. No, no, I'm not saying that I am, but it's just, that's not what one expects. I, it, uh, obviously, it's very much the tail tucking, like whatever you are expecting, that's just never going to be me. That's just never going to be me. And I, now granted, I have not ever had an evaluation that came back with un uncoachable, unteachable, angry, abrasive, anything like that. But there have been some very conscious moments where I have 
not rip somebody a new one mm -hmm. because I don't want to look like the angry black woman. Mm -hmm. Trying to figure out how can I play this smart and still advocate for self and still make sure the right thing is represented. I don't, I don't, I think we the only ones that got to think that hard I, in times of adversity. It ain't no thing. Like, that's, that's... we really carry the one, like puzzle piecing, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Instances because whatever we, whatever we do or say is, is used against us. That's difficult. And that's me every day. Yeah. That's me every day. Yeah. Especially because my natural personality type is very, uh. And one of the, <laughs> you and know I, what I'm and saying? I'll, and I'll say one of the challenges too, as I'm saying to black men, a lot of times, and especially in industries that I've worked in, are predominantly women, um, women led and mm -hmm. or occupied, mm -hmm. right? Like I was a teacher, mm -hmm. right? Like majority of, of, of teachers in the public school system are women. Majority of those women are usually white women. Mm -hmm. um, I was the only male on my team as a teacher. Even as a program manager of where I am now, like I'm the only male at my level, mm -hmm. right? Um, what I've found is that, especially in these spaces, like as far as leadership is concerned, like as a teacher and even in, in, in other corporate spaces, a lot of times black men are fast-tracked. Like, mm -hmm. we're fast-tracked to leadership roles. Yeah. And so we're kind of removed from the ability to advocate yes. for you at the level that some of our During sisters process, are on. yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I know for, like, being a teacher, like, some of my buddies were fast-tracked to principal really fast. Um, and that's usually just conditionally um, attached to the fact that just being a leader, yeah. right? Um, and then there's a representative demographic perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, there's all these things. Like, oh, look, we got a black man, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and, and so there's the challenges there, right? But even beyond that, when I be at work, I be like, man, these are my sisters, man. And I got to make sure that not only do I not let anybody say anything crazy about them, but not let anybody disrespect them in mm -hmm. meetings. Mm -hmm. You know, you got you to gotta stand up and... And, and be mindful mm -hmm. of the people that you're working with yeah. um, and taking chances, you know, and know that at the end of the day, it ain't nothing but a blessing to come out of advocating for our sisters, man. Because when you can depend on them in a corporate listen, space, listen, it ain't nothing but a blessing. Have you, have you a woman in your pocket? It, that's just what you need. That's all man, you need. Listen, I be, boy. That's all you need. I go talk to one of the older... Oh, the black women in my job. That's all you need. <laughs> Real quick. And I be we saying, yes, man. Yeah, for sure. I can trust y'all. I'm telling you. I can trust y'all. A dude been to hit me. Oh, man, I forgot to send that email. But, man, I asked one of the sisters at work to do something. We ain't going to talk about that. What? <laughs> <laughs> we not going to talk about we talking about. People that be forgetting to do stuff. We're not going to talk, we not, we not talk about people that be forgetting to that, follow up. That felt a little personal. We're not going to talk about that it. That felt a little personal. <laughs> I'm glad we had a 30-minute mark. Yeah. Because it's time to close out this episode. Yeah. That felt very personal. Because there's some stuff that I've seen other people forget, too. Listen. <laughs> all I'm saying is, it is a good thing to have, you know, a woman on your side. I just think, naturally, who we are just makes life better. Should we sing Young, Gifted, and Black to call it the episode? You don't want to do it. Okay. You can sing it, dog. Take it away. Well, you, no. You, that's strike two. Where was strike one? Because you don't know how to play spades. All right, bro. You see? <laughs> <laughs> you see? 
Okay. All right, cool. I see what we're doing. <laughs> cool. And hey, we appreciate right. y'all. We appreciate it. Maybe by the next time, Amber will know the words to Young, Gifted, and Black, and we'll Dang. sing it for y'all. No, I don't, I'm trying to recall. Yeah. I don't know. To be young, gifted, and black. Never dun, heard dun. of it.